Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. And welcome into the pregame show uh, here on the Black College Sports Network. We're coming to you from the historic Fair Street District here at Johnny T's. And I tell you, my partner, Neely, uh, it is our year in review show where we take a look here at Jackson State Athletics. And I tell you what, Neely, it has been one of the most exciting years, I think, in Jackson State Athletics in quite some time. And it has been an honor and a privilege to cover it all. We started back in spring, uh, February, and we've come to this point here in December. Uh, take a look at Jackson State Athletics. It has been a heck of a ride, buddy. It has been, man. It's been one big blur. This has been two football seasons in a calendar year. Uh, some historic uh, things that happened with Lady Tigers basketball, with baseball. And we're going to get into all of that in this um, on tonight's show because tonight's show is about looking back in 2021. What were those big stories to come out of Jackson State Athletics in this calendar year? And Chuck, when you get to December, you forget about things that were in May. You forget you about do. things in March. You forget that we had a football season <laughs> this spring. You forget that we had an ice storm and we were without water and, and right. we had tornadoes. And, and a pandemic that's still going on. So much happened in Jackson State Athletics for the year 2021 that we just wanted to make sure that we did this, go out on a, on a note where we look back on the year, Chuck, and what better place to do it from than where we used to do the live shows during the spring. Right go. back here, Johnny T's upstairs in the Renaissance room. You know, you could always count on us to be here Friday nights before those home games and especially Saturday nights after those home games. What better place, Chuck, to do this year review show right here at Johnny T's? What better place? They have been uh, tremendous to the pregame show uh, in terms of feeding us. <laughs> Make sure we're well fed, well drink. And well, 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 hi well hydrated. <laughs> well hydrated. Exactly. But I tell you what, uh, it has been a, a phenomenal year uh, when you take a look at the breadth of Jackson State Athletics. And, you know, we had a, uh, an issue trying to narrow things down into a, a sort of a, a top 10 list because it has been so historic. It has been so much. New. We had such an issue doing it that we didn't do it. We, just, <laughs> we, let, the, we let the computer do it. We, we tell you guys all, we tell you guys all the time and y'all are very good about it. Hey, like, share, comment, subscribe. So we just went through the algorithms and said, let's look at those top 10 things that got the most juice this year what got the most comments what got the most likes the most shares what had people talking the most and we ranked those things 10 through one 
I was kind of surprised some of the things that were left out when we get through this list. Uh, I was also surprised at some of the things that made it, but we didn't make it make it. This is your guys. This is your list because it's based off your comments, your likes, your shares, your subscribes. What was Tiger Nation talking about January through December of 2021 in athletics? Is there a moment? Is there a time period? Is there something that sticks out in your head? Man, it's it's so much of a blur that I really have to just go back to that spring football season uh, yeah. because in that spring football season, uh, you had the Lady Tigers recognized during a football game for winning a championship. Yeah, That doesn't happen often in sports history <laughs> where you have a football game taking place at the same time that somebody was on the way to win a championship and win a championship. So there's a lot of little ancillary stories, man. Who can forget uh, you know, the ice storm to hit the city just as we were getting ready to have the kickoff of the season. Uh, we navigated all of this during the pandemic. Who, Chuck, how many times do we have something stuck up our nose in 2021? Uh, and, how, and, and, you know, we did our due diligence in promoting uh, uh, the safety, how to navigate during the pandemic, promoting and the vaccines on this show. And, and continue uh, and, to do it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's vitally important. So when you ask about that one moment for me, you really have to take this season this year in chunks because there was so much going on. You know, football is the bell cow. Uh, it, it, it's the drum major for athletics. And there really was no offseason this year. It really wasn't. It really wasn't. I mean, when we started uh, the pregame show uh, back in February, uh, and I have to take my hats off to all of our, our Jackson State fan base, uh, the SWAC fan base. You have poured so much into this program pour so much love into us. We want to just start the show off by thanking you, uh, the Jackson State fan, the SWAC fan, for really appreciating uh, uh, the work that we're putting in and everything that we're trying to do with regards to uh, Jackson State Athletics. So I want to start right there. Sure. And in that same vein, I have to start with JSU Athletics. Uh, yeah. As you like to say, the vice president of intercollegiate athletics, <laughs> I just say athletic director, uh, Ashley Robinson, his leadership, uh, Coach Prime, and what he did with the program to open up the doors for the pregame show and that access, uh, Coach Brent and, and Coach Reed and Coach Burke over in the basketball programs. Uh, so many things happened, you know, this year that allowed us to be able to show the world, show our fan base, Tiger Nation, and show the HBCU space what was taking place at 1400 Lynch Street. Uh, and man, it went hook, line, and sinker. And we're looking forward to 2022, but it's time to reflect on 2021, Chuck. Let's reflect on 2021. There's a lot of things, and you said we took a look at it from an analytical standpoint. Uh, what was our Jackson State fan base talking about? And uh, we, we're going to count it down from 10 to 1. So let's start at number 10, AD. Let's take a look at uh, the number 10 story that really popped up uh, for a lot of our Jackson State fan base. And let's start with Coach Omar Johnson and the Jackson State baseball season. A phenomenal season when you take a look at uh, the baseball team. 24-0 uh, in conference play, 34-9 and overall. It was a tremendous season for Jackson State baseball. Came up short in the SWAC championship game, but nonetheless, a historic season, really was a historic season. I'm laughing because I got a glimpse at the rest of the list. I hadn't seen it before. It's kind of like when you catch it, catch your mama and them uh, wrapping the Christmas gifts. So when the, when the screen flashed, I was like, oh, man, I didn't know that made the list. But, yeah, that historic baseball season, that historic baseball season, man, uh, unbelievable 
came up a little short when we got over to that swag tournament, uh, you know, uh, uh, but it does not take away from what those guys were able to accomplish for Jackson State baseball this spring. So much so that when you look at all the things that happened in the JSU athletic space, it is the 10th most talked about story. Uh, it, it generated a lot of chatter. And again, that was something that was taking place during the spring season. Yeah, it took place during the spring season. And when you take a look at that uh, swag championship game, uh, you take your hats off uh, to, to Southern. Uh, they, they did what they needed to do to get the victory. But, uh, again, we were following this Jackson State baseball team through the course of the spring, <laughs> during the course of football season of the spring, and what they were accomplishing. We definitely wanted to make sure that that was high, highlighted. And from an algorithm standpoint, our Jackson State fans – they were very much into this Jackson to the 2022s uh, for this uh, baseball team and what they were able to push uh, for this upcoming season. I tell you what, uh, the hurdle uh, playing SWAC East, and now you add Florida AM and Bethune Cookman, two really great uh, baseball programs. It's going to be a very 2022 uh, baseball season, but I tell you what, it was fun watching uh, that baseball trip for all my baseball fans, man. Get out to the Bob, get out to Coach Bob right here and catch this baseball team. Yeah, Chuck, I think you hit it on the head, man, that uh, as phenomenal as 2021 was for JSU baseball, uh, totally regrouped, ready to do it again for 2022. But the addition of those Florida teams and how big baseball is in Florida, it's going to be interesting to see what impact uh, the FAMU and uh, Bethune-Cookman have on this SWAC baseball landscape this year. Of course, we still believe in Jack State Tigers are not only going to have another record-breaking regular season, but also going to get it done in the tournament as well. Going to get it done in the tournament. Who's counting on it, counting on Coach Omar Johnson, one of the premier baseball coaches, not only in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, but in the country. So looking forward to it. Uh, we move to graphic number nine. Neely, we started season off, man. Fall. It was the return of the Orange Blossom Classic. We were embedded with this football team this past season. And what better way to kick this season off, this fall football season, against the Florida A&M Rattlers in Miami? It was a tremendous experience, brother. Yeah, I'm not surprised that the Orange Blossom Classic, the resurgence of it, made this list as far as what our fans talked about uh, this year. Uh, you know, it's been so long since Jackson State and fam, you were – in that game and in that game together. And everybody was looking forward to Labor Day weekend 2021. And it's even better for 2022 because oh when you look at what these two programs accomplished after that game, FAMU did not lose another SWAT game after taking that L from us. Jackson State did not lose a SWAT game at all. They meet again Labor Day weekend 2022 in Miami. Orange Blossom Classic is once again, I think, going to be the talk of the 2022 season because it's two SWAC East opponents kicking off the season. And if you look back at the 2021, Chuck, that one game made all the difference. We won that game by one point, and had it gone the other way, our season would have been much different. Both coaches, Coach Prime, Coach Willie Simmons, they talked about uh, the importance of that game one, and they both said the winner of this game uh, could be represented uh, not not only in the SWAC East, but well, represented for the Celebration Bowl. Both coaches knew that their teams were coming in strong, ready for bear, and we were fortunate. We were able to get that win. Uh, game one in the Orange Blossom Classic over Florida A&M Rallers. 
and it is the beginning of a tremendous rivalry with this Florida a and fan base. So much so that we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again Labor Day 2022, and it's going to be a big weekend Labor Day weekend in Miami because you have Bethune-Cookman who will be playing the University of Miami in Hard Rock Stadium 24 hours before we play FAMU. So there's going to be a lot of bands, historic bands in town, a lot of HBCU fans. So it is not too early to start making plans for 2022 Orange Blossom Classic because in 2021, it was the, the number nine story in Jackson State Athletics. Number nine story in Jackson State Athletics, Sonic Boom and the March 100 going to get Ready to go at it again, 2022. Looking forward to it. Tickets already on sale. Let's take a look. The number eight story. 55,000 Jackson State versus Alcorn. The Soul Bowl. Soul Bowl 2021. Neely, it reminded me of the days of when Steve McNair was rolling around over there at Alcorn, man. Both fan bases turned out for this game. It was one of the largest attended uh, HBCU games of the year. Jackson State versus Auburn. Who's one of the colleagues in attendance of the year? You know, that was a phenomenal crowd. Uh, we were able to put some things in place to navigate gathering in a pandemic. And we had 50,000, 55,000 come to the Soul Bowl in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, everyone was hoping and anticipating that Alcorn might be undefeated, just like we were by the time that game took place. That didn't happen, but it did not change the hunger and the thirst for that game, for that rivalry. It got reignited this year. The Soul Bowl made the top 10 in moments in Jackson State Athletics. And when you look at that crowd and watch that game, not surprising at all. Not surprised, and you could feel the energy uh, from the second we walked in uh, uh, to the stadium that day. Uh, just tremendous. Uh, I think I took a look around, and it was like lines of people at 8 a.m. Uh, waiting to get into the turnstiles for that game. I mean, it was the most beautiful thing to watch. It was the HBCU culture at its best. Both rabbit fan bases, you had the tailgating, you had uh, lines waiting, you had the bands marching in. And by the time you got to kick off, it was a, such a fever pitch. It was tremendous. And for the record, Chuck, I actually referred to them as Alcorn <laughs> and not opt out you because I told you they were going to be opt out you until they returned and play the season. They play the season, Alcorn, playing over in the West now. You yes. know, so things shaped up to where it was in the mathematical possibility, even probability that we could face them for the Soul Bowl and a few days later for the SWAG championship. That didn't happen. Turned out to be pre review, but it did not take away from the excitement of the Soul Bowl. Number eight and the most talked about things in this pregame show space, the Soul Bowl. The Soul Bowl, number eight. Uh, we moved to the number seven graphic AD, the number seven story that generated a lot of buzz, the Jackson State Tiger defense. Yeah. It was historic in so many ways, Neely. It was fun watching these guys fly around all season. But. I, man, I, you know, I hate to jump ahead, but I'm sitting here wondering what could six through one be if Tiger <laughs> defense is number seven? Because I remember all the chatter all year long, whether it's on the Instagram page, it's a YouTube page or Facebook page, talking about this phenomenal JSU defense. Now, Chuck, you and I had a little back and forth, tit for tat, middle of war to words, because I was saying all along that this, the 2021 Tiger defense fall 
defense. Sure. It was the greatest defense in Jack State history. Of course, that rubbed people wrong way because we love our history, love our ghosts, love our former players. Like, no, 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 no. But I think when you got to the end of the season, statistics showed how close to being right I was. Uh, you know, statistically, uh, this this defense did during the uh, regular season and SWAT championship game, they did not give up more than 21 points. I think 21 points was the most scored on this defense. Texas Southern, I remember that game. And they Texas Southern didn't score in the second half. Uh, we had to go all the way back to the Mississippi Valley State game where a team had scored in the fourth quarter even on this defense. Uh, they were number two in the nation. They led the nation in sacks. James mm-hmm. Houston became a household name. Aubrey Miller became a household name. Uh, Shiloh Sanders, CEO of the Headache Game, became a household name. This Jackson State defense was special in so many yeah. ways. And, and they came up big all throughout the season. And hats off to defense coordinator Dennis Thurman, uh, his defensive staff, particularly uh, D, uh, defensive line coach Jeff Weeks, uh, the secondary coach uh, Kevin Mathis. They had those guys ready to play. And every week there was another name being called, uh, Antoine Owens, Catron uh, uh, yeah. uh, Evans, you know, that it was so much more than Aubrey Miller. Uh, who has announced he's coming back, and James Houston, who has announced he is going to declare and prepare uh, for the NFL draft. Uh, but no fret because the Tigers have reloaded, and we got some stuff under that proverbial Christmas tree that's going to be announced in January. Looking for that defense to be just as good, great, if not even better. But, Chuck, I think that those guys still ended up holding opponents to less than 13 points a game. And as you mentioned, only giving up 21 points once. and didn't give up any after halftime in that particular game. And we went on about a five-game streak of nobody scoring in the fourth quarter. Now, I know we got the Kevin Dents up out the world, and we got the Andre Lloyds and the Connors. So I'm not going player by player and saying this guy's better than that guy, but I'm telling you the fall 2021 defensive unit, it's going to be one of those ones history when we get down the road People are going to look back on it and talk about that defense like we talk about 96 and 86 and 84. It was a special group of guys out there. Special group of guys, and in so many ways, they compare it to that 87 defense that everybody remembers going against that USM team that mm-hmm. sacked Brett Favre seven or eight times in that game, uh, that 96, uh, 95 Black College National Championship team uh, featuring Sean Woodson, Quincy Coleman, uh, Bo Lewis, Chad Ford, who's been on the pregame mm-hmm. show. Uh, quite often. So uh, it was just a phenomenal watch all throughout the season, watching that Jackson State defense. Looking forward to some more in 2022. And you're telling me the defense was – what was defense? Number seven? Defense was number seven. Defense didn't make top five, man. Man. Again, it's algorithms. It's it's what people retweet. It's what they type. It's what they comment on, what they share. Not Neely's opinion, not Chuck's opinion. It's, it's the computer's opinion. So we'll it's take it. Jack State defense, number seven, most talked about in the pregame show for 2021 athletic year. Sure thing. Let's take a look at number six, uh, one of the most talked about stories of the season, Coach Prime. Uh, he, he missed some games in the middle of the season, uh, some health issues, and this was, uh, became uh, a showcase, if you will, for the Jackson State staff. Uh, Coach Fleet, Coach Garrett Hill, mm-hmm. took over the reins and, and shepherded this team uh, through that tough stretch. Yeah, I, I I like that, man. I could see that making it, you know, because there were so many. If you look at computer algorithms, 
Uh, so much was mentioned in the way of pulling for and praying for Coach Prime. Uh, but also, as you just said, Chuck, it was the coming out and the introduction, at least to the SWAC and, H and the southern region of the country, HBCU space, to Coach Flea, Coach Gary Harrell. Uh, you know, he's a known entity on the East Coast. He's a Miami guy, played at Howard, coached at Howard. It was head coach at Howard. Uh, but people got to see who Coach Prime trusted the program to in his absence. And so for me, it's not so much about Coach Prime missing games. It's so much as it is people getting to see the staff that he's assembled and all the time that Coach Prime was out and still highly involved as best he could be while he was out. Uh, but Coach Flea did a wonderful job. Coach Gary Harrell did a wonderful job uh, leading Tiger Nation still through that stretch, still unscathed. Uh, in the SWAC, you know, went up there with a tough game in Valley, you know, on the road because uh, Valley is a tough team to play. And I think Coach people saw that yeah. before and after that. Coach Dance, the JSU guy, uh, played here and coached here, and he has those guys ready to play. And I think that's what, where the world really got to see, like, uh, you know, Coach Lee knows what he's doing. Yeah, no doubt. And we had a, a, a up-close view of watching that staff uh, really come together, uh, even more so uh, during Coach Prime's absence. Uh, and really, uh, you know, uh, the beat was not dropped. Uh, this team continued to play uh, uh, lights out football, continued to do what they needed to do uh, to get these victories uh, until Coach Prime was able, was well enough to come back on the sideline, came back on the sideline. That Southern game was mm -hmm. playing down in that tough environment. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, you take your hat off to the staff during yeah. that time period that Coach Prime was missing. And you kind of have to put all that together. I'm, I'm not making assumptions for the computer, but uh, when you talk about Coach Prime and the games he missed, you know, it, it's a gumbo of Coach Prime being out, Coach Flea leading the team, and Coach Prime returning uh, for that Southern game. You know, because algorithmically it's going to pick up on all those stories, likes and shares, and retweets. So that was a, a, a phenomenal part of the season, a part of this academic athlete athletic year, uh, this sports calendar, if you will, uh, to have your head coach uh, have to take some time off, but the program not miss a beat. And that's the kind of staff you want to assemble. Hats off to Coach Prime, hats off to Coach Flea and the rest of the staff. Hey, man, they did the damn thing during that stretch. Hey, they did it during that stretch, man. And that leads us uh, to the number five story. The number five story, algorithmic, algorithmically. <laughs> 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 Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the TCU rumor, man. It was yeah, big. That yeah. was big. That was big. Oh we, my god! Ooh, we were fielding inboxes. Let me this day, the other let me take right. it. Let me let me take a sip, Chuck, before we get into this one. <laughs> man. Oh boy. Yeah. Top five. Top, Top five. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. National news. Sure. Uh, Tiger Nation, Tiger haters, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was saying he was leaving. And I tell you, Chuck, one of those things, man, that was interesting about that time period, and I say this personally and professionally, uh, knowing what Coach Prime was going through and mm. respecting the privacy of what he was going through, the ultimate defense existed to where we knew those rumors weren't true. But you could not put on that defense statement until Correct. he wanted to put on that defense statement. So you just had to sit back and listen to this crap that was coming from everywhere. But Chuck, the thing is for me, looking back on it and even at the time, one of the things we got to understand, and I talked about this on a previous show during that time, man, mm -hmm. when you're dating a bad chick, people going to come at her. Not very much so. 
Yeah, you got it. You can't be you can't be insecure and and date a bad chick. And so (laughs) rumors like this, although unfounded at the time, rumors like this are always going to occur because we have somebody that other people won't. Correct. And and one of the disappointing times in that in that in that time period was when folks were giving the story credibility because there was a lack of a counterpoint, lack of response. And we don't need to put anybody in a position that a lie unchallenged becomes the truth. That's very much what it became. Because there was no counterpoint. Well, it must be true. I hadn't heard from him. Or, you know, Coach Flea hadn't said anything or the pregame show had. You know, people are going to make up rumors, make up stuff, start turmoil. But, Chuck, I am not surprised that the TCU rumors are in the top ten, let alone the top five, top seven, whatever, because, man, it was – it was something that was crazy two weeks. And, and, you know, you made a great point during that time, like uh, like you mentioned, uh, because there was not a counter narrative uh, to that rumor going uh, about. Then people just picked it up and ran with it and assumed yeah. it to be true. Yeah. It was a ch- it was a challenging uh, couple of weeks there in terms of just navigating, hey, especially when you knew what the real story was. <laughs> Dog, they picked it up and ran with it so much. It had me doubting what I believed and what I do for a fact. Like, like man, dude, I know what I know, but y'all saying it so much. That, but I had to realize, like, no, no. Let no. it ride. Let it I ride. know what I know. Right. And soon enough that the world will know, too. And as you can see here, as we close out sports year 2021 here in December, coming up on January 1st, Coach Prime is still with us and has articulated very well that he is not interested and going anywhere there's unfinished business here at jackson state but the tcu rumor did take a life of its own and algorithmically and perception wise i am not surprised that it ranks high on the 2021 stories from the pregame show what the computer says our fan base was talking about the tc rumor tcu rumor comes in at number five let's take a look at the number four uh top story uh, for the pregame show uh, this past year was the turf field. This was huge uh, in terms of uh, when we were able to first see glimpses of this uh, yeah. turf field. And I tell you what, there were a lot yeah. of former Jackson State players. There was a yeah. lot. There was a lot of pride beaming with uh, now having this uh, uh, this practice surface that did not uh, look like the former practice surface. To be quite honest with you, uh, it didn't have to worry about uh, rain and things of that nature. But uh, uh, it was beautiful to watch, beautiful to watch them uh, install it. And there's even more work going on over there. Man. I tell you, Chuck, let me say this answer, Larry. I am elated that a positive story beat out a negative story. Mm. You know, that that we still have four things that got more traction than a TCU rumor. And that turf field uh, being aided by some of Coach Prime's partners, such as Walmart and the NFL, for us to now have that upgrade at the facility. And you think about, Chuck, going into the Orange Blossom Classic and so many times this fall, we were able to still practice that we have never been able to do in decades in the past, seasons in the past, that we were able to still get out there an hour after rain, the day after rain, and still get work in. And Coach uh, uh, Prime and Athletic Director Ashley Robinson are not done. There are more upgrades coming in on the way. But that turf field, when it was unveiled and unveiled on the pregame show, it was a hell of a story and and lots of chatter about that. So not surprised that it made the uh, top five on this list 
tremendous chatter, and it is a beautiful uh, turf field to look at. A big Jackson State logo right <laughs> do there. You, do you remember we were out there, man, and uh, – and Coach Prime, it's on, a, it's on the episode of the pregame show. He picked up a piece and compared it to a lace front and talked about how thick it was. <laughs> uh, uh, we weren't we weren't actually on it yet at that point. Uh, it was uh, it was still being sold in, if you will. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah. yeah installed. Yeah, installed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, Chuck, speaking of that turf field, man, what about the people that hit the roof and they saw that light blue, that uh, that sonic boom blue stretch? I knew you were gonna go there. No, I, I, Chuck, I didn't make this list. <laughs> I, I, didn't I knew make you were gonna, gonna mention that that Sonic Boom blue back there. I knew you were gonna. Mention How can we that. not mention it? It was talked about. <laughs> the fans, the chatter says that the turf field was what we're on number four, the fourth biggest story, yeah. uh, algorithm wise, and I'm sure laced in there, pun intended, was people going off when they saw that light blue strip, and I had to remind them. You know, the Sonic Boom uniform got some light blue in it. It's just about three yards wide and 20 yards long. It's not a big deal. It's a, it's a little ancillary piece of the turf. That's it, on it's the really – do you remember when Lex Luthor, Gene Hackman Lex Luthor, was going to knock off California and create a new coastline? The blue out there is really like Otisburg. It's not it's – not, it's just – <laughs> you got Lexville and Luther Tropolis, uh, Miss Chex Baca had a town. It is just the Otisburg, man. It's just Otisburg. Otisburg, man. People wanted Otisburg wiped off the map, man. Yeah, and they wanted that, we they up, wanted that light blew up. Went over, went over some people's uh, heads there with Superman reference. So. Oh man, yeah. Well, we kind of, we kind of aged ourselves because that's that's like I know, the, right? 85, 84 Superman. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But uh, Turfield, turf- man, phenomenal project. Hats off to the athletic department, Coach Prime's leadership, partners like Walmart, partners like NFL. So many, they played a role in getting that upgrade where our guys can practice uh, shortly after the weather. Uh, it, it is well-maintained. It's a great look, great recruiting tool, and we are not done upgrading JSU practice facilities in the surrounding area. Not done. That's the big uh, theme of that uh, with regards to the turf field. As we move to our number three story here for the pregame show. What is it, Chuck? What is it? Huge story. Jackson women's basketball. But coach Tamika Reed and the championship Lady Tigers, they put on a show. Uh, Take another sip on that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Tremendous game to win that swag championship over a tough game Alabama State team. Uh, I tell you what, they were special to watch all season. Man, special to watch, special players. A lot of those special players are back for this 2022 campaign, if you will. Uh, Looking forward to repeating something that is becoming just a commonplace in that Lady Tigers basketball. But I'm not surprised, Chuck, that this made, you know, top three on the list. Sure. As people support and love Coach Reed and what she has built and is building over there uh, uh, this year, going into this season, there have been some staff changes. Uh, so this is a, a new look, Lady Tigers, if you will, adding in some new pieces, uh, have had a very successful uh, November, December, if you will. And yes, hey, indeed. man, next week when we get into the new year, it's official. The swag season starts and they are predicted to do very well again. But that 2021 Lady Tigers basketball team was special. special. 
Misha Williams, Deja Rogan. Uh, I tell you what, they were a tremendous one-two punch for that Lady Tigers uh, basketball team. And, you know, when you take a look at it, uh, what sticks out to me, the defensive side of, of the court, uh, they, they really go after it. They, they rebound uh, both offensively and defensively. Uh, they really get after it. It's a great product to watch. It was, you know, they became the show. You wanted to get there early. Yeah. Jackson State women's basketball team. Yeah, and, and, and speaking of getting there early, man, there were some challenges getting there because they had to play that in half full arenas. They weren't, they didn't get the support during a pandemic that they typically would have. Uh, so that's why supporting that JSU Tiger Network, that sports network, to be able to watch these games when you're not around, because who knows what's going to even happen this spring uh, as the pandemic is reemerging and, and spiking back up in some ways. But Chuck, I just thought of something, man. I'm going to get an Amisha jersey and get you a, a Rogan jersey because, you know, we did a little of the big, the pregame show, man. Hey, man. <laughs> The point got to feed the post, baby. Feed the post. <laughs> feed the feed post. The post. The point got to feed the post. Exactly. But that season, hats off again to the Lady Tigers under the leadership of Coach Tabika Reed, winning the 2021 SWAC championship. Man, phenomenal regular season. Went into that tournament and and took them on toe to toe and 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 fought and did what they had to do and added yet another banner, another set of rings to this rich history of JSU athletics. Lady Tigers, number three sports story in the 2021 Jackson State Athletic Year. Lady Tigers, the number three sports story. Can't say enough about Coach Tamika Reed, Rich Bradley, all that they've done with their program, waking up the echoes of the great Sadie McGee team. So uh, it's tremendous. Well, well, you be dropping. Yeah, I see you, Chuck. (laughs) Let's move to the number two story. uh, One of the biggest stories on the pregame show. And this was recent. Ah, Travis Hunter, one of the number one recruit in the nation, says he's coming to the I love Jackson State Mm -hmm. University. Mm -hmm. Man, I tell you what, national headline. Yeah, not too long ago of a story, but big enough that it made the top 10 uh, pregame show uh, uh, top stories and even made the top five and top three, as you can see. And, and Chuck, we were there when this young man came on his official visit. And 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 that was story enough of itself to have the Huge. number one player or the number one at a particular position visiting an HBCU on an official visit. It was huge. Days later, weeks later, he officially announced he was coming to Jackson State. Shockwaves went through the sports world, much like the TC rumors did. It made national news. People were talking about it. You were either hating it or loving it, but it got a lot of emotions out of people. Uh, And it was very interesting to see the reactions in the national sports media uh, to this story happening. But Travis Hunter selecting Jackson State, number one player in the nation, number two player on some polls, but definitely the number one cornerback in the nation who is poised to play both sides of the ball when he gets to the Jackson State. One of the top stories, I, I, I can believe it. I see that happening. I'm not surprised that it made the list at this high. You know, Neil, we've seen uh, athletes uh, talk about HBCUs where they put them on the list, uh, but to actually see uh, a top athlete that everybody mm. in the country wants not only put HBCU on the list, but say, you know what? No, I want to change the narrative. It's a tremendous story to, for a young man uh, of that age tremendous. To, say, yeah. to, to want to change the narrative and to uh, buy into the level of the playing field sure. and, and, and coming forth. So that was a huge, huge story. And, and, and 
I don't want it to get lost because we're talking about 2021 this year, but it was in December of 2020 that you had a caliber of athletes do the same thing. That group that Shadur Sanders was a part of and those quote unquote 12 disciples who really led the way in saying, no, we're coming. We're coming by choice and it will lead to others. And who would have thought that just 12 months later into the next calendar year, Travis Hunter, the number one player in the nation, comes on an official visit and chooses Jackson State. And a week after that, another highly touted recruit is saying, hey, because of him, I'm going to consider FAMU. I'm going to go on an official visit there. It opened my eyes. So Coach Prime has always said that this is not just about Jackson State, that this is about HBCUs because HBCUs matter. And we're just 12 months into this thing. If you go back to December 2020, when that first class signed during early signing period, here we are a year later, landscaping their narrative already changing. You said it back in the spring, rising tide. Lifts all boats. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, story, and, story. and I'm going to lift my, what's this, a Rick James? I'm going to lift my Rick James <laughs> to the number one recruit coming to Jack State. Hey, man, that is a huge story. And guess what? There, there's, there's some more under the Christmas tree. So Yeah. Looking forward, <laughs> looking forward to 2022. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and we move to the number one story uh, for this past season, for the pregame show, for this past year. For the pregame show, AD, little drum roll, please, for the number one story. I tell you what, special season, Jackson State wins the SWAC championship. Yeah. First time since 2007. I tell you what, buddy, and, and this is how special it was for me. If you go back to when the SWAC championship started in 1999, if you had told me Jackson State would only have uh, at one or two SWAC championships, during this swag championship era, I would have giggled you out of the room. You'd have but, been you'd have been like that white congressman that yelled, you lied, Obama. <laughs> you said you say you lied. You lied. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> because it would have been unbelievable, Chuck. Yeah. It would have been unbelievable. Yeah. When you looked at our dominance in the 80s and the 90s, and as you said, when we moved to this swag championship, true swag championship, if you will, a game being played for it in 99. Who would have known we'd have gone on such a drought? Yeah. Such a drought. Yeah. Uh, when you take a look at it, Jackson State being in the SWAC championship 1999, 2007, they win it. Seven. Uh, yeah. Uh, back again in 2008, the loss of Bramlin. Uh, uh, 2012, lost to Fine Bluff. 2013, lost to Southern. But uh, just 2013, they have not been in the mix. And mm-hmm. When you take a look at the the breadth of this, Coach Prime comes in 2020 and sets out and says, "This is what you know. This is what the game plan is." He lays out the strategy. We go through mm-hmm. the spring season. Uh, spring season successful in some ways, but uh, sure. I think the, the biggest success was Coach Prime, and he said this on so many occasions, is in terms of seeing what I needed to to go on this championship run. And we heard all the naysayers. We heard the giggles. We heard the laughter. It's all started going back to the Orange Blossom Classic. They were able to get the win against Florida AM and run the table in the SWAC. You said it uh, at Celebration Bowl. That SWAC championship matters. It matters. It has to matter sure. for our fan base. We can't overlook it. It was historic. First time since 2013 we've even been in the SWAC championship, even in the mix, but you got the trophy. 
with this fan base, demands trophies, they were able to hoist the trophy. And I like the manner in which we did it, Chuck. Undefeated. Yeah. We were undefeated in the SWAC on the way to capturing the SWAC championship. And like you so eloquently said, Coach Prime said this spring, you better get me now because you're not going to be able to get me this fall. And nobody got us this fall. Nobody got us in the SWAC this fall. We won the SWAC championship, won it undefeated fashion. When you look at this spring season, uh, so many lessons were learned. You talk yeah. to Coach Dennis Thurman, uh, defense coordinator, he'll tell you that he wasn't so much uh, evaluating guys on the team. He was looking at our opponents and seeing what needed to be put together to make sure that we could go undefeated. So there was a lot of things necessary that took place in the spring that put us on the path to SWAC championship. But I tell you, Chuck, the most optimistic believer, if you will, I don't know if anybody predicted undefeated. Yeah, yeah, that's true. First, that's first fall, true. first fall season, not knowing what the pandemic is going to be like. Freshman quarterback uh, coming off a spring season that did not end the way you thought it would. Uh, start off at, at, at Miami with a seven to six win. Go up to Tennessee State. Uh, the offense get loose in the second half, put some points up. Uh, you go to Monroe, playing up a division, hold them to just field goals, but lose the game. Uh, we, we battled a little bit with Delta State. You mm -hmm. know, we won the game, but it was a tough game. Uh, and I really think if you look in that first four windows, I don't know if a lot of people believe, Chuck. Yeah, that's a great point. That's I don't know point. if a lot of people believe. You know, yeah. we were undefeated in the SWAC four games in, but it was a 7-6 seven to six victory. Yeah. But by the time we hit October, you and I always talked about on the show that uh, how much October was going to matter. By the time we hit October and this team really clicked, it was just clear, particularly after that Alabama A&M game, we went to Huntsville. Oh, my goodness. That, it was that, clear that what game. we had. It was yeah. clear what we had and what this team could do uh, and, and went through the swag undefeated swag championship and it's chuck as much as i personally believed and wanted us to win the celebration bowl losing the celebration bowl does not take away one iota what these guys accomplished in winning that swag championship and the fashion that they wanted yeah and i and i think for a lot of fans uh uh losing the celebration bowl uh wasn't the closure you know that they needed but as you so eloquently put it uh winning that swag championship it mattered <laughs> to even get to the Celebration Bowl, wasn't quite able to close the door in the Celebration Bowl. Hats off to South Carolina State. Oh, yeah. Great job, Buddy Pierce. Uh, but for the first time since 2013, Jackson State football was even in the mix. And to go out and go get the SWAC championship, that was huge uh, for this fan base, this passionate, passionate fan base that demands <laughs> SWAC championships. Hey, man, that was, that was a pretty good uh, top 10 list. Uh, generated by the computer. Uh, there were some things that, you know, I, I would have assumed have been it. I thought more from the spring season, uh, mm -hmm. you know, might have been it. But I think as time went on, the conversations that were had on the pregame show, social media pages, probably elevated in the summer and the spring and eclipsed the numbers of what was taking place sure, uh, in the sure. spring. I mean, the summer and the fall. So I could see some of that getting bumped out. Uh, but, you know, the spring season, you know, was historic. It, it, it didn't make the list. Uh, but but when you look at that top 10, even though it's computer generated based on traffic and what people are talking about, hard to argue with it. Yeah, I mean, when you take a look at it, uh, and, and these are uh, definitely honorable mentions uh, that just uh, the, the computer rankings were what they were, but Coach Rose Washington and the uh, Jackson yeah. State volleyball team, uh, championship in the spring, 
right there uh, in the mix in the fall. A five-set thriller against Florida a and come up just short. Got a cross-country championship. Got to mm-hmm. make sure we mention that. It was a banner year all throughout Jackson State sports. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> it was a banner year for the pregame show. There became a pregame show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think February twenty first is our one year anniversary. February twenty first. Yes, uh, we did our first live show on February twenty first. Uh, we had done some things leading up to that, but that's when it officially rolled out. So we'll be coming up on a year and uh, in, in about two months, and it'll be recognizing that show. Uh, certainly. Uh, in our minds, the pregame show is in the top 10. <laughs> maybe, maybe not in the chatter of the other groups, but, man, hell of a year. Hats off to uh, Ashley Robinson, our vice president of athletics, uh, all of our head coaches, assistant coaches. Hats off, most importantly, to our student-athletes because none of oh, this is so. possible without them. And the pregame show and all that we do exists for the betterment and benefit and promotion of our student athletes. So all of the wonderful programs uh, who were playing sports uh, this past winter in January and February and this past spring, all the way through late spring and came back this summer to get ready for the fall. Hats off to those student athletes. And let me be clear, Chuck, I know you know this, but I want to say it to our listeners out there. When I say student athletes, I'm talking about the Sonic Boom, too. I'm talking yeah. about the cheer- cheerleaders as well. Sonny the Tiger. These are all students first athletes second and they do a hell of a job carrying the banner for the school and what a wonderful banner year it was in 2021 for jsu athletics and, and you know and, and i want to say this i want to uh, take my head out to the jackson state administration for allowing us within this space uh to promote uh jackson state athletics uh without that there could be no us and so we very much appreciative of that and uh you know uh, i tell you what uh Coach Prime uh, trusted us, embedded us within the Jackson yeah. State football program, and uh, we did our very best to uh, take you behind the scenes, take you behind, uh, yeah. lift the curtains, if you will, to take a, a look at this championship. So uh, let's so let's so let's lift the curtain when you talk about being embedded, Chuck. What did you feel like the first time Coach Prime yelled at you? <laughs> you know what? It was a learning experience. It was yeah. like, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, beat. Be there, but not be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love. Yeah. I love. I actually, you know, I don't try to get yelled, at, but I actually love when he yells at me. You know, it just, it just, it gets me going. It's provocative. It gets the people it's prov- going. It's, it gets the people going exactly. <laughs> but I tell you what, it has been so much fun, and you know, the 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 likes, the shares, the subscribers, all of you who tune in to the YouTube page, our Facebook page. Thank you. Uh, and, and that's a heartfelt thank you from uh, Neely and myself. Yeah, you know, and Chuck, while we're talking about heartfelt thanks, man, big shout out to the Black College Sports Network. Yes, sir. Uh, we use this platform to get the pregame show out to the world. They have other HBC HBCU shows on that space. You know, representing FAMU, the ONG Strike Zone, Carlos Brown Show, uh, doing Southern Sports, Southern Baton Rouge Sports, uh, BJ Jones, Dr. Gaville inside the Sports Lab. I mean, you name it. Uh, so we would encourage everybody to download the Black College Sports Network app. You don't have to just run the ESPN or Yahoo Sports and look for what they're covering in this space. We have it covered. There's enough cover. information out there from HBCU Game Day that we work with all the way with the Black College Sports Network. Support these platforms, like, share, and subscribe to them as well. Chuck, we're getting ready to go into 2022, and we ain't letting off the gas. No, we ain't letting off the gas. Going to keep the foot on the gas. AD, let's just 
take a quick review of our top stories according to the computer rankings for the pregame show. We started at number 10, nearly with it was the baseball regular season, uh, undefeated regular season, 24-0 in SWAC play. Uh, came up a little bit short in the SWAC championship, but a tremendous mm-hmm. season nonetheless. Uh, the return of the Orange Blossom Classic was the number nine story. Uh, Jackson State, Florida A&M, Jackson State able to get that 7-6 victory over Florida A&M, kicking off this championship season. The number eight story was the Soul Bowl, 55,000 at the Soul Bowl. Uh, great renewal of a tremendous rivalry between Jackson State and Alcorn. Number seven, the Jackson State Tiger defense, number two in the nation, led the nation in sacks and household names. James Problem, Houston, Aubrey Miller, uh, Antoine Owens, Shiloh Sanders, CEO of the headache game. Just a tremendous year for the Jackson State defense. Number six story was Coach Prime missing games uh, during the middle of the season. Uh, and we talked a little bit about Coach Gary Harrell. He was able to uh, take the reins of that football team. And we watched his staff work very closely to keep uh, this Jackson State championship season on track. Uh, the number five story was the TCU rumor that gave you and I uh, extra helpings of Pepto-Bismol. Uh, yeah. Any texts and inboxes we got with regards to the TCU rumor. Uh, the number four story was, of course, uh, the Jackson State improvement of their practice facilities, the turf field, the beautiful looking turf field. More to come in the upcoming years with regards to Jackson State improving their practice facilities and a tremendous recruiting tool it is. Number three, Coach Tamika Reed and that Jackson State women's basketball team looking for even bigger and better things uh, for the Lady Tigers in 2022. The number two story, uh, it just happened this past December, Travis Hunter, number one recruit in the nation choosing Jackson State University. And of course, number one story was our Jackson State Tigers first SWAC championship in football since 2007. It was a phenomenal year in Jackson State sports. And we mentioned uh, Coach Rose Washington and Lady Volleyball Tigers. Uh, We mentioned cross country championship. It was just a tremendous year. The pregame show was with you uh, from spring, February 21, all the way up until now. And we're not taking our foot off the gas, but not taking our foot off the gas, Chuck. Exceptional recap. Great year for JSU Athletics for 2021. Looking forward to 2022 calendar year and all that's going to be in play. Going to get some more of these swag championships. Going to get some more exclusive content. Grow this brand and platform for the audience. Give you guys an even deeper look of what's taking place in JSU Athletics. Can't thank our athletic director enough. Dr. Ashley Robinson, our athletic director, cannot thank Coach Prime and all of the head coaches and staff, and especially the student athletes of Jackson State University for helping making the pregame show a possibility and a reality. Chuck, we are here where it started to some degree at Johnny T's in the Renaissance Room, closing out December the way we started in February. You know, I guess we could have gone to the stadium today to do this show, but we did the show where we would do the post-game shows from Johnny T's Historic Fair Street District. They're going to be open this New Year's Eve weekend. Y'all make sure if you're in Jackson, come by and check them out. Chuck, let me tell you this, brother. It has been a wonderful year with you. Yes, it has. I did not know in December of last year that this December you'll be trying to grow a beard and get like your boy Neely, but I, I see you working over there. I see it coming in. Prayers. Vitamins, training, Chuck, just like Hulk Hogan used to say, keep those things going, brother. You too can have a beard and be in the beard gang. Chuck and Hulk, oh, been a pleasure to work with you, man. Looking forward to 2022 in JSU Athletics with the pregame show. 
I say this all the time, Neela, you're a tremendous partner to work with, but uh, your insight, uh, your relationships uh, is second to none. Uh, it is a pleasure and an honor working with you. Uh, looking forward to 2022 as we continue to grow this platform uh, that is known as the pregame show. Thank you so much uh, for like, sharing, and subscribing to us. We really appreciate all the well wishes and thank yous. Uh, I can't say enough about our Jackson State fan base and our SWAC fan base at large, our HBCU fan base. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us into your homes. And as we always say before we close things out, uh, in the words of the great uh, Coach Lip, Coach Owen Lips, we got a team by golly. <laughs> we can win by golly. <laughs> Go Tigers. picks up a first down. And I'm going to go back to, you know, we talked to our friends, uh, Charles Bishop and Neely. They follow Jackson State football and having dinner with them. I mean, they said this team feels like nobody can score three times on them. Three times. He didn't say if it was three field goals, three touchdowns. Prairie View has scored twice. Touchdown, field goal. That's how good this defense is. And, whoa. They are as good as advertised. Fourth best in all of FCS. It got to get to the point where whoever we're doing the broadcast that week of the game, they're going to have to sit down with y'all because y'all know us better than everybody. Sure. And y'all know some of the inside stuff we do. that I may not tell them because I don't trust them. But sure. Trust us. Okay. Trust y'all. We appreciate that we trust. appreciate that. Much love, baby. <laughs>